Called The Way We Work is a podcast brought to you by Alexander Daniels Global, your recruitment partner in the additive manufacturing industry. My name is Julia Opria and I'm your host in this podcast. I'm also the director of Europe at AD Global. We are committed to helping this industry grow and our contribution to the industry is talent. We talk to high potential professionals on a daily basis and with this podcast we want to bring to you their stories, their challenges, and their approach to unknown territories. We hope you enjoy. Let me tell you something about Davide Scher. Since 2002, he's built up uh, an extensive experience as a technology journalist and market analyst and consultant for the additive manufacturing industry. He's born in Milan and he spent 12 years in the United States where he also did his studies. As a journalist, he was writing about the tech industry, especially the video game industry, as you're going to find out later, um, for over 10 years. And then he began writing about the additive manufacturing industry, specifically in 2013 and in the beginning as a blogger. In 2016, he co-founded the London-based 3D printing business media, now called 3D PBM, which operates in marketing, editorial, market analysis and consultancy services for the additive manufacturing industry. 3D PBM publishes 3D Printing Business Directory, the largest global directory for companies related to 3D printing, um, and leading news and insight websites, 3D Printing Media Network and Replicatore. He's also a senior analyst for the leading US-based firm called Smart Tech and Analysis, which is focusing on the additive manufacturing industry and the related vertical markets. Hi, David. How are you doing? Hi, good. Very good. Thank you very nice. much uh, for having nice me. Nice to have you on the, on the podcast, 3D People, the way we work. So the goal is to um, get to know a bit more about you, your story, how you got into 3D printing, what keeps you here, uh, and of course, a lot of other questions. So um, right now I'm interviewing the interviewer. <laughs> this is how exactly. I see it. And uh, why don't I just get started and ask you, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you come from and uh, how you ended up uh, realizing basically that you have a passion for 3D printing. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, Quite fascinating, and and yes, you're right. I I am the interviewer, and that's really my passion is to is to actually. Mm, I mean, I, I am a journalist uh, by background, so what I do is I, I write about what other people do <laughs> usually, and I'm yeah. not. I'm I'm a technology journalist, so actually to be more specific, I've always been a technology industry journalist. So um, I really like to hear about you know I love technology in general. I love uh, the people behind it and the 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 science behind it. Uh, from of course I guess a, a, a lit literary point of view in the sense that I'm not the one doing the engineering and the science. I'm the one writing about it. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this is really what I like because it, it enables me to, to learn about a little bit about so many different things. And that's kind of what journalists do is, 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 is be a little bit of a jack of all trades, uh, you know, know mm -hmm. a little bit about, about everything. And so mm, I, I've been, I was a video game industry journalist for a long time mm -hmm. and then 
I, I expanded to to write about technology in general. Uh, and then what happened was mm, I was in a transitional period and um, at, at around 2012, 2013, when when 3D printing kind of became uh, accessible to everybody, you know, as, at least in terms of awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, and so so I was already following the technology, uh, you know, in my I was writing a technology magazine and and I was really, really fascinated by it. So when when I kind of changed um, my line, my work, I became more of a freelancer. I decided to focus exclusively on that. And um, to get back to what I was saying before, I think 3D printing is so fascinating for a journalist because uh, especially for industry journalists because as industry people say it's the most horizontal of all of all industrial segments because it's in everything it's in every single segment and now mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little bit ahead but you know working in the industry i also became an industry analyst because i'm very fascinated with the business side of things as well the industry side but also the business side of things and and as a, as an analyst you know we, we see the industry as very horizontal, but also having all these very important verticals, which are each each of the segments where three D printing is is um, is having an impact in. So, um, it, yeah, it all, you're, well, you're also you're also doing uh, research right now uh, for another company, right? Like you are doing research in different verticals. You look at different applications. You're also looking at the material side of it, um, and, and like yes. you say, it's horizontal. Um, and what about the people side of it? Do you also look at that? Um, good, good point. So, um, uh, as you said, yes. I, so just to go a little bit back to, to give a general overview of what I'm doing now, uh, to make it a little bit uh, clearer, cause sometimes it's not clear even to myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as a journalist, uh, and I guess as a, marketing uh, and communication um, professional. I, I started a company called 3DPBM, which which basically works with companies in the, in the AM industry to help them communicate their products. Uh, and we also have a, but we also work as journalists. So we have an editorial website where we, um, okay, of course, the idea is for us to finance our editorial activities through advertising, but also through communication partnerships with, with companies. And But we also have a, an, an editorial soul. So we have, uh, in this company, there are a few people, a few journalists who, who love to write about 3D printing. And uh, the, we published this website called 3D Printing Media Network, as well as some local websites like uh, Replicatore for Italy. And uh, we, we also have a Chinese version blog. Um, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, of course, I, I do, as you were saying, research on market verticals, on, on material verticals uh, for a company called Smart Tech Analysis in the US. And that's what, so basically I divide my time between researching everything that's happened and and reporting on everything that's happening <laughs> and mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what's going to happen so that's kind of what what i do and to get back to to answer your question about the people in the industry of course as journalists that's exactly what we do is we we talk to the people who are behind this um who are who are making these thing, this this transition to additive manufacturing happen and uh to to go a little bit um more in detail so when i started writing about 3d printing in uh, entire uh, when i started dedicating myself uh, fully to the 3d printing industry uh, around 2013 what happened was 
I was used to working in an office and then I, 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 I became a freelancer. So I realized I could work uh, from my computer from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and what I did is I, I realized I would have to work all the time because as a freelancer, it's really not that easy to make <laughs> to make ends meet. But I also had the advantage that I could work from everywhere. So I started traveling a lot. And actually, I, I used the 3D printing shows, but also uh, to to um, to organized trips where I could go visit the companies that are, they were making this happen and talking to the people that were making this happen. And, and honestly, I, I just learned so much by doing that. That's, I, I just accumulated an incredible amount of information. And I, I, I also had the, the opportunity to publish it on, on, um, first on another website and then on my own websites. And I see, you know, I, I really see that people love to read about that, you know, the, the personal, uh, experience of, of visiting companies, seeing them, seeing mm-hmm. what they are really doing, because one thing is to see online and one thing is to see it uh, in yeah. person. So, and of course I got to meet really amazing people everywhere in the world. And I, I really understood and, and got to understand how this really strange industry, which is 3D printing is like, is growing uh, like l- so many little seeds everywhere so it's like a small industry but it's everywhere in the world every single country has their own has specific benefits has their own specific approach to it um Mm -hmm. and everything that every seed that's been planted is growing it's very so i've 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 seen thousands of companies uh i've visited thousands but I've, i've 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 wrote about thousands and very few companies uh go um you know, go bankrupt, uh, close. Uh, most companies, even though nobody's really getting rich soon, like in the beginning, it seemed like everybody was just going to get rich, like with the internet that didn't happen, but everybody is, is growing. Um, you know, it's Mm -hmm. growing every, every seed that's been planted continues to grow in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And do you, what, what do you see as in, in terms of, um, just going back to my initial thought about people, like, how is this this growth of these companies related to the people that they have? Do you see any correlation in the type of people that they hire or the type of people that they put in their leadership roles hmm. and how the company grows or survives or slows down or or any of that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, of course. Uh, honestly, in uh, I, I really can't judge. I mean, I've seen... In, in 3D printing, what I think it was really fantastic uh, is that not just the little startups about the, 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 the 3D print, you know, the consumer or the, the, the low cost 3D printers, which are really interesting for many other reasons, but also the really big industrial companies, the really big industrial adopters. Inside these companies, you see people that are, you know, big managers, big uh, industrial professionals and mm-hmm. they have a true passion for 3d printing because when you understand what the possibilities of 3d printing are for your own industrial segment um you really like it it, it becomes you know it becomes a passion i've seen like these really you know big big executives in in aerospace big executives in uh, in um in 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 uh investment companies, investment funds, you know, uh, Deloitte, uh, you know, like uh, you, you see these companies that you don't really associate, you know, you, see, you often associate these companies with profit, you know, because that's the world we live in. It's about making a profit. And I think with 3D printing, they see that they can bring 
profits and benefits, but also do something that is that improves the world. You know, that makes the world better, that makes everything work mm-hmm. better. And, and and you really see this uh, this enthusiasm in 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 um, in in these high level executives, and I think that's uh, that's fantastic. And I I think that's one of the things I've seen. The other thing I've seen is that. Many of these, many 3D printing companies were founded by uh, scientists or, you know, researchers and engineers, and they mm-hmm. don't, they don't often have the, you know, the business <laughs> approach. So, so you know, they, they, you know, they, they, they have focused on their technology and they develop their technology, but then they need with, to succeed, you know, to grow, to, to, to emerge, they really need to a really good commercial person and a really good marketing person. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go. It, you can have the best technology in the world, and that's kind of what we try to tell a lot of the companies we work with. You can have the best technology in the world, but if you don't, if people don't know about it, I mean, it's not enough to have the best technology in the world because everybody either has the best technology or they say they have the best technology. So it's not enough to have it and and be be sure that you have it. You need to let other people know that you have it why you have it you know and, so, and what did you um, use it for what is well, why is it really great what what can this technology do yeah absolutely yes uh, okay. it needs you know i think maybe one of the one of one of the limits of the of the 3d printing industry i think because there was that that little bubble in the beginning that scared a lot of people off that people don't want to hype up things and that's fine but then you know, then you had the opposite uh, issue, you know, nobody wanted to talk about it anymore. And that's mm-hmm. not fine either. You need, you know, there are so many issues that need to be discussed uh, because th- I think 3D printing is is the future. I am, I have no doubt about that, but it's, it's going to take a long, long time and a lot of work from everybody, you know, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so also for the listeners, uh, they don't know that we had a call before where it was just introduction call, getting to know um, each other a bit and see what we want to talk about. And I remember how you stressed the word patience, how, how yes, patience okay. is super important in this. And um, um, oh, just let me jump back one more thing, because I remember you told me this story when you were in Barcelona, when you were transitioning in, in your <laughs> career. And I think that's a really good one. And I think you should share that story with the listeners, How how you got into it, and you mentioned the word coincidences, and I'm I'm hearing this so often from people who have realized that they they're passionate about something, and then all of a sudden things come to them in a quite odd, effortless way, which makes it just so much more fun, and it and it just lights up your your life and your day. Um, so please tell us that story, and also what what I think that would be interesting for anyone listening is how you have dealt with insecurities that came with this changer and tapping into really an unknown territory in the beginning. Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I, uh, I, I absolutely, in the beginning it was, uh, I really felt like everything was just so, uh, so right. You know, when I started just, you know, there are a couple of, like you said, mm, these coincidences or sliding, sliding doors events you know where where like things could have gone one way or the other and um e- even in the very beginning when i when i when i started i um i was uh, still 
you know, I was I was a freelancing, so it was a, it was a kind of a difficult, a challenging transitional period. And I I started writing about 3D printing, and then I contacted a couple of companies, uh, specifically uh, Stratasys and Autodesk. You know, I figured I would mm-hmm. get in touch with the hardware and the software. And um, and then what happened was I was invited by a Stratasys PR to to go to London to interview one of their executives at the 3D print show. Uh, and you know, I was really not sure you know should i go should i not go and and i decided to go uh and it really that's where like it all opened you know i saw the show i saw i met the first companies a lot of the companies that were active into this new kind of 3d printing world that was that was kind of um opening up and and uh, and also, I got to talk with Stratasys, so I also understood that there was a big world behind it that that had been going on for over two decades. So uh, it really helped me to understand all of us uh, all at once, understand this, this you know, this three, new three D printing industry, and that really gave me a bit of a of a head start. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and that's where that's where it all started. And as you as I was telling you when we talked last time, when I was flying back from London. Um, you know, going back to what I was saying that I could work from anywhere, I, I figured, you know, why not stop by Barcelona on my way back? You know, I have a cousin there, so I'll just work from uh-huh. Barcelona. It's it's nice. And and as I, I had just started working for that uh, website, um, for the first uh, international website on 3D printing. And and as I was uh, as I was uh, flying to Barcelona, they sent me one of my first stories to write about. And uh uh, um, as I landed, I got the story, and it was about this this studio, um, these these designers from a studio in Barcelona who were who just launched their website uh, of of uh, 3D printed products. So, so I, I land, I arrive in Bar- at my cousin's house in Barcelona. I'm like, I, I look at it, and I'm like, oh, maybe if they're not too far. I'll just uh, go visit them in person. And so I look on the map and it was a hundred yards away from my cousin's house. Uh-huh. <laughs> so th- the next morning I literally walked out of my cousin's house. I went right and I, 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 was, I was at their studio. And, uh, and the other great thing is that uh, these, these guys, uh, they're called growth objects. Um, they're a, they're a, a team of, of designers and they were also professors at uh, Elizava, I think, in, in Barcelona. They, they teach a lot of ad, about additive manufacturing and designing for additive manufacturing. And so they had experience with just about every technology. They had printed with just about every technology that was available then, uh, which is, was still a lot, like more than 10. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I got a, a, a super like uh, you know, full course, crash course on, on, on all major 3D printing technologies from real experts. And that, so that also gave me a really, you know, tons of information to, to work on, on my, on my next articles. And, and, and so that was, um, you know, mm-hmm. it was really incredible that I was, as I, you know, I was flying from London to Milan and I get the article, you know, about, you know, um, about, the. Um, uh, across Europe, you know, to exactly that place. So mm-hmm. that was uh, that was a sign that I was on the right path, I think. And and there have been many since. I was really in the beginning. It was really incredible how many. That mm-hmm. said, I have to tell you that when things got really serious, so when we we opened the company, you know, now we're like ten people, and uh, we we are doing we're working with really big companies. Now it's not everything is not just that doesn't just happen now it takes so much work to do things right to work to to um, to make to make it 
you know um, to make this company work it, you know in the beginning it's 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 really exciting and everything just flows but then you really need you know you really need to to stay on it and to work hard after uh, after that of course yeah. the the enthusiasm is the same yeah I, and if you have this enthusiasm then uh, of course when i when i um, uh, talk about effort effortless uh um flow so to speak I, I never i never think about it in terms of oh you don't have to do anything but right. it's that exactly because you do things because you go to places because you just say okay i'm not going to just sit and let uh my thoughts or my fears hold me back i just go and see what happens and then things actually do happen to you they come sure. to you and then that's just yeah. like keeps the fire burning in in this enthusiasm because you see the results and the instant results and i'm and i'm seeing and i'm noticing that that the people who who are not on their path they're not experiencing this and it's so frustrating for them but when you are on the path even though you work a lot it's just highly rewarding absolutely yeah that's that's absolutely true and um i i haven't stopped uh visiting companies you know it's still my favorite thing to do uh of course i have to make it work with everything else that is going on but um but but yes it's uh it, it it's still very incredibly fascinating to see to see the you know what's happening in 3d printing and how how it you know it's come a long way already uh uh, not so long ago, I was at the Paris Air Show for the first time, and I was overwhelmed by so much, so much 3D printing. And I think one of the it was really interesting for me because usually when I go to shows that are in adopting sex, so in 3D printing there are 3D printing shows where of course we are 3D printing media, so it's every everybody knows us or they know what we do. When we go to adopter shows, so aerospace shows, medical shows, uh, then, you know, people in the past, they never knew, you know, I, we say we're three, a 3D printing media and they don't really understand what we're talking about. Uh -huh. at, the, at the Paris Air Show, it was not like that, you know, 3D printing, it was something that everybody or just, or so many companies were aware of, so many companies were showing things. So that was, that was a big sign that, you know, Mm -hmm. Things are definitely moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, when you go, so let's say when you go to visit a company, um, you go there and you plan to you plan to come back uh, with a good story. Wait, there's some noise in the background. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a flying, there's a plane flying. We were talking about aerospace. There's a. I'm actually ah. outside now. I'm sorry. I'm actually not at home. I'm in, uh, I'm in, in Sicily, in a really beautiful place, actually. But um, and there's a plane. Good. There's like a military plane flying overhead. Yeah, you were talking about the Paris Air Show. Oh. Plane, plane flew. Okay, now it's gone. Exactly. I, think, I think it's gone. Okay, let's continue. So I, I was asking when when you go to a company, um, how do you prepare? You as someone who goes there to, to you're going to write a story, right? How do you right. prepare and how do you know what element of that meeting will will build up your story or the core of your story? I don't know uh, if the question makes sense, but I'm I'm always thinking, that, does it? No, no, of course it does. Um, well, that 
that's where being an analyst helps. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm saying every, what, I, what I do is uh, synergic. So as an analyst uh, for smart tech uh, analysis, I uh, I look at the, what's happening in the industry, at the trends, and I, I you know, I, I do so much research on, on everything that everything that companies are doing. So I'm really, I, I try to be, um, you know, at, uh, always up to date with the latest trends, the industry is moving. So, um, so that really helps me in when I see a company, you know, I can really kind of, uh, pinpoint where they're going, you know, what their, what their objectives are. Like I, I, I really know it already <laughs> so I, just to give you an example um so last week i was in uh, I, I i was invited by by litots to to go visit them and litots is a very 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 fascinating company because they do um really advanced ceramics and they're mm -hmm. they're one of those typical companies where they're really engineering centered and uh so they they work they they're so much knowledge of of super fascinating ceramic materials of course i've i've been following the companies and i've been doing reports on ceramics on the ceramics market and ceramics is my favorite topic for 3d printing even though mm -hmm. it's also the most challenging so, you know, we don't do things because they're easy. We do them because they're hard. That's the case. It's the, it's the most challenging material, but it's super fascinating. It's amazing what ceramics can do. And so when, when the, and, and the challenge in ceramics is to scale it up, to, you know, to make it, you know, these are production materials. They're not prototyping materials and the industry is moving towards production. So ceramics is moving towards production. So the challenge for Litods is, is specific is that is to, is to move toward production. And of course, I'm not saying that they know that already. So as I, you know, when I was there, I knew that that was going to be the, the main topic that we, we should be focusing on, along with, uh, of course, you know, raising awareness, which is an issue for everybody, really. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's what I do. You know, I, I try to help companies raise awareness of, around what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, for instance, if someone is listening right now uh, and they're relatively new to the industry, but they would like to get as soon as possible or as fast as possible an overview of printing technologies or applications or what would you advise them to do how how should they get started and how much time in a day do you think they should invest in in reading uh, about what's going on okay so one thing that i always said and i i realized from the beginning and i think i continue to say now is it's <laughs> As much as we love the hardware, we are in the hardware business. Like uh, that's, I think that's the center of everything. The the first thing you need to do if you want to get into 3D printing is the is the software. So you need to learn, you know, master design for additive manufacturing. You know, because mm -hmm. that's the master key. Master design, yeah. You have to key. The key is to know how to design parts which are made for additive manufacturing. It is no point using additive manufacturing to produce parts that already exist. In some cases, you can do that, but that's easy. You know, that's an mm -hmm. easy proposition. You know, you you calculate cost and you decide whether or not to do it. But the real challenge and the real benefits of additive manufacturing are in parts that are designed specifically for additive manufacturing. So, the first thing is to master the software, and there's plenty of uh, of of software, and there's plenty of places to to learn about uh, designing in in 3D. With depending on what your field is, you know which software. Uh, 
you would like to uh, is would be is best for you. So I think that's one thing um, about the technologies. I, I did write a book, <laughs> but in Ita I wrote it in Italian. Oh. Uh, it was published in Italy, and uh, it, it's really nothing. It's not. It's a 300-page book, but it's really just an overview of all the technologies that are there. You know, this and what you know. These are the technologies. These are the machines. Um, then again, we you know we we run a directory. Uh, we have a directory. Uh, 3D BPM. My company runs a directory called you know 3D Printing Business dot directory, and that's where you can see. You know, we have we have we we have over five. We have almost 5,000 companies uh, divided mm -hmm. by specific categories. So that helps also to understand um, who's doing what. You know, we have over 100 categories. So if you want to find out, you know, the companies in each category, uh, you can just you know go through that. Um, about about how much time to dedicate. Honestly, it really depends what you what you want to do. I think. Another issue, uh, I'm not sure if this is answering your questions, but I think the companies that I've seen succeed more easily in 3D printing are not the ones that just jumped into it from zero and they said, oh, wow, 3D printing, let's, this is the future, let's do something. They're mm -hmm. the ones that they have a business and they figured out how 3D printing can help open up new opportunities for their business. So they mm -hmm. added 3D printing to whatever they were doing. Uh, and this is something that every company should be doing, because as I said before, 3D printing is in every single segment, can bring, can bring benefits to every single segment of production. So every single company should be learning what 3D printing can do for them. Uh, mm -hmm. They can con they can contact me <laughs> or you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm using your directory. It's awesome. I love it. We're also a part of it with Alexander Daniels Global. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, obviously, what what we do, we we also contribute to the growth of the whole industry, and we do it through the talent side. So uh, yeah. it's really valuable to see also, you know, these categories, who's doing what, in which country, in which category. So it's awesome. I think I think it's great. But then, congratulations also on on the book. Do you think that it will be translated to English or German? I wish, unfortunately, I, I'm okay. The book came out in 2014, so it's pretty. It's kind of uh, uh, it's a little bit old now. It would need to be updated significantly before any translation. And I, I don't mind doing it, but I would need an editor to 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 take over the project. The truth is, I, I working for Smart Tech. I I do write. Uh, you know, 150 to 200 page reports every two months or so. And um, and these reports, uh, you know, these, these are really the up, really up to date, it's really the state of the art. So if you if you're a big company and you really want to know about specific 3D printed segments, you would you would kind of turn to them. Of course, these are a lot more expensive than my book, but uh, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it depends what your needs are, because the idea is uh, uh, you know, I, it's basically I, I do basically two months of research to write to write a report. So and and I have a lot of context. I have a lot of, uh, you know, knowledge of the industry already, you know. So how much would it cost to to hire somebody to do that? Probably not, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. quite a bit. So that's the idea behind the reports. 
um, and they are in in every major segment. So that's also some a good resource. Mm-hmm. Here's a, here's Sorry a, for the plug. It's the n- truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is I I like uh, honest thoughts. Um, what else should we talk about? No. Um, um, which reminds me, um, do you do you see in the industry any topics which are still taboo topics or maybe not taboo, but they're not addressed enough and you think we should so, talk about it? Uh, yes. Uh, well, so when we, we talked about it in the introductory call, I think the first thing that came to mind uh, was the issue of of, um, of 3D printing health and safety. Uh, honestly, it's not something that I myself am, uh, have have written so much about. Um, and I think that's exactly the issue. You know, there's not, it's not discussed enough. Um, so after we, we talked about it, I, I, I went and looked. Because every time you say, you know, you say, oh, there's not enough talk about that. It's usually because you didn't look for it. So I went and looked and, and there is there is some content but i think that really um highlighted the issue that it's really just spot initiatives of companies um it there's not a coordinated effort in addressing this issue and i think that's kind of it's kind of taboo in the sense that nobody has really has an inch a very very deep interest in talking about it uh, um, they don't want to scare, you know, companies also don't want to scare people off, you know, is, is 3D printing dangerous? Um, so, but the, the the point is that it's it's really about, you know, you want to, especially if it, if, it, if it is dangerous, you want to know about it and know how to address it. Or yeah. if it's not dangerous, you want to know that it's not dangerous. And and, and so I documented myself because I, I knew about a couple of efforts uh, in this sense. And mm-hmm. um, and and so I went and looked uh, about that, and I'm happy to to discuss it a little bit. I think the most, um, but but I found a couple of uh, studies that were that were quite relevant. But the um, the, the issue is that 3D printing is so many different things. So it's not enough to say it's dangerous. I mean, there are issues. Some issues are with the with the home, you know, using it at home with the ABS. You know, is the ABS are ABS fumes dangerous or how dangerous are they another issue is the powders you know so are, mm-hmm. are the, the 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 nylon powders uh, dangerous to inhale another issue even even bigger is the metal powder how dangerous are the metal powders i mean of course when you're working with metal powders everybody is is covered you know companies are aware of this but what are the dangers there like who, how you know there's not that much information around that uh, another issue is the the resins so you know these are chemical very very chemical materials um, that can that can also have um, you know, th- th- as as liquid monomers, they can have some issues, but also as printed parts, they can have some other issues. So I, I looked at all this, and in fact, there there was um I think the first ones to to address this the, the issue in, in in at an industrial level was uh is a study from um from Siemens actually because uh as uh, as from um, Siemens Siemens yes yeah. yes okay. uh, as Siemens explained to me uh. You know, if you want to automate, uh, you know, everybody's looking to automate 3D printing. You really need to be aware of of what the the dangers are. So I think w- w- one of the first studies, but but all the 
the funny thing is that all the all the research I found is is dates back to 2015 or before. So that's the that's the point. You know, you, you it's not enough to write about something. It's not about to research something. There needs to be a coordinated global effort to to raise awareness around something. Otherwise, it's it's just you know uh, teardrops in the rain basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I don't know. For example, the, the 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 Siemens study was very interesting because it highlighted how there could be some nanoparticles in 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 uh, in metal 3D printing that that uh, especially in recycled powders they were saying that 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 can be inhaled and they can present uh, you know uh, an issue for uh, for expo- uh, you know people who are exposed to it. The fun- the interesting thing is that they say you know it's not worse for additive manufacturing than other processes so it's not that additive manufacturing is is, is worse than than cnc milling for example in, in terms of, mm-hmm. of power you know dangerous powders but it's something that that needs to be looked at so i'm happy to share all these all these uh, studies that i found uh, uh with your with your listeners if anybody needs them i'm happy to send them to you uh another very interesting study is from you is is from ul uh, UL is a consultancy company. They do really, really great work in uh, in in uh, 3D printing education, and they did a very, very interesting study. And they published a paper on managing safety uh, in 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 industrial 3D printing settings. Mm-hmm. And another study I found. Okay, then I found a lot of articles and a lot of university studies on the on the. Of, um, um, you know, ABS fumes from 3D printing. But another very, very cool, find, I, I found it by chance, but apparently the Danish Ministry of Environment and Food um, published a very, very detailed study on risk assessment for 3D printers for uh, um, S, uh, FDM, so filament extrusion, SLA, stereolithography, and SLS, and, and polymer. So, so they also, you know, highlighted what the risks could be for each one of these technologies. Um, in another, finally, I'm not gonna, I don't want to go on too too much about this, but another interesting thing I found was about the, the um, a study from a university, uh, I think in California, that highlighted how uh, printed par- resin printed parts. So not just the printing itself, but the parts themselves, if they were in. Uh, um, placed in a in a in a fish tank they were dangerous to the fish embryos because the you know the 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 materials that that some of the photopolymers are made of they're of course not super healthy so you know it's not mm-hmm. something you know there are so many things that are so many issues with with health and safety and there are issues in 3d printing too uh in general i believe 3d printing is totally beneficial to the environment a- at large but there are things that need to be considered Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is very interesting information, and I think everyone who's uh, listening and is interested, then they can uh, contact us, and uh, maybe you can share these uh, these articles or publications that you've read, if someone wants to learn more about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Davide, do you have a question for me? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't plan one. But um, so, how did you decide to to start this uh, this podcast uh, um, adventure, and uh, how does that fit within your activities? That's a good question. Hmm. 
Very, very simple answer. Um, when I speak with people, uh, I mean, I used to, uh, since, since I'm working, I'm working in, in basically in the recruitment HR field. And especially since I'm in, since two and a half years, I'm in, in, in 3D printing. And I had, and I had this realization that sometimes when I end a call with a candidate, let's say, uh, I have more energy than before I started the call. And this is because I just learned so much. And because I hear someone really enthusiastic about something that I've never heard of. Uh, and I thought, oh, it was so good if others would hear this story as well. Because when I say it, maybe it's not, not the same. Um, and, uh, and this is where the idea of the podcast came. Like, okay, I want to do a podcast, which is not about technology, but it's about the people in this industry. So I, I, can, I can highlight their stories, their personal stories, and that they can act as a source of inspiration or just information for others. Um, it's just a way of connect connection uh, for me personally, and how Absolutely. it fits into to what what I'm doing um, right now at Alexander Daniels Global. You know, my my job is to get to know as many companies um, uh, as possible and help them uh, find the right people in in their additive manufacturing positions. So this is also a tool to. Be more out there and and show what kind of um, interests we have, what kind of um, people that we want to work with. So it kind of all fits in together. It's all connected. Absolutely, yeah. I, I see you. I, it's like uh, I totally understand that how things can be, you know, synergic like that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why I thought, I'm, and I, when when we were talking about this passion in general, I remember Joseph Campbell has this uh, uh, thought that you have to find your bliss, and when you find your bliss, then opens doors were open for you and only you, sure. where you have never even imagined in your wildest dreams. So, um, I enjoy doing the podcast. I enjoy speaking with you right now. I think you you have this energy and you're dynamic and and I, I'm learning from you and i I really don't know where this will lead right this podcast how how big it will be I, I don't care right now. What I care is about this conversation and the conversation I had before with Stefanie Brickvede. I really like that and oh, and I yeah. hope i can I can just really get to get have the opportunity to speak with these people this this one hour means means something to me so definitely yeah, yeah. no I, uh, <laughs> stephanie I, I remember when i also interviewed stephanie a couple yeah. of times and uh it's incredible what they're doing and also you know she's also a big executive you know and and to see you know the, you know important executives at uh you know at the deutsche bahn doing doing you know the enthusiasm they have uh they have for 3d printing is, is kind of what i was referring to in the beginning yeah absolutely Davide, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, to hearing the, the podcast and to also, you know, collaborating again in the future. Likewise, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Alexander Daniels Global. 
My name is Julia Oprea, and I'm your host. I'm also the director of Europe at 80 Global. Follow our page on LinkedIn to get the latest updates about job opportunities and news from the additive manufacturing industry from the US and Europe. If you have any feedback or questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Thank you. Bye-bye.